Hey, we are the Soul Searchers. Two regular folks with backpacks and making it weird. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're Andrew and Candace. Sorry it's been a little bit over a week, but like most of this trip, we are just winging it. (laughs) Flying by the seat of our pants. Yeah. Well, we had a really fun uh, first couple weeks, so we are now two and a half weeks into our adventure. The first week, we basically stayed at an Airbnb, kind of got to know the city of Playa del Carmen a little bit better. Um, We checked out one of the beaches, the more popular one, which was not our favorite because it was so popular, and it was especially not Andrew's favorite because... I lost my goggles on the very first night. The very, very first day. It was right around sunset. We're down there. We're like, let's go for a little swim. And I got rocked by a big wave. I just had them (laughs) resting on top of my head. And I turned around. We were talking. I got smoked in the back by a big wave. All of a sudden, I realized my goggles went flying off. And uh, yep, I lost them. Day one. And then literally that evening, you were going to plug something in. And we kind of shared this on our Instagram story. So if you don't follow us there yet, just search for at the soul searchers sol and you'll get more of the day-to-day updates um but andrew went to go plug something in in the dark in the brand new airbnb that we're gonna save some electricity not turn on any lights Mm -hmm. and smoked his head on a shelf like totally cut it open right where like your mask would sit for goggles (laughs) yeah it was pretty awesome i felt the blood not happy instantly (laughs) i knew i knew it was bad yeah, so that was ooh, dropping stuff. So that was the first day. <laughs> day one, it was eventful. Uh, but that first week, we just stayed in that Airbnb, and and it was nice, you know, because it kind of yeah. was like a really slow intro to like, hey, here's your life now. You have nothing to do, which is weird. It's been a strange adjustment, I think, for both of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I tend to like lean into it stronger, right? So there's nothing to do. So there's nothing to do. And I'm not one to like make things happen necessarily. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just uh, lay in bed, read my book. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe go down to the beach, read my book. (laughs) Yeah. Go check out Sunset, grab a beer, do it all over again tomorrow. (laughs) Whereas Andrew's more one to like actually make stuff happen. Yeah, I can only sit still for so long, which most of you that know me know this. Um, I haven't quite found a routine of, you know, exercise and working out because every day is a little different. Are we going to hike or swim or snorkel? But it's been good. We're trying to figure out that routine of what things are going to look like. Yeah, so that first week honestly flew by because we were doing a lot of nothing, which on the one hand is good, right? That's the whole purpose of this is we're trying to figure out what city we would like to settle down in and so it takes bumming around the city and like Mm -hmm. getting to know what's going on and so we learned a lot in Playa del Carmen and we will do so this um, episode is more going to be about just kind of stories from the last couple weeks things we did people we met whatever and then uh, the next episode we're actually going to go into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty you know kind of what we've learned as far as how mexico works <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is and maybe some tips if you plan on traveling post covid right exactly which will be hopefully helpful for you but i think it'll be helpful for us too as we look back we can say oh that's right, right. that was really easy or that was difficult and 
you know, just to kind of keep a running diary mm-hmm. <laughs> of how things worked. Because hopefully by the end of this, we'll have visited so many places and learned so many different new things that we'll think, oh, yeah, how did that work again? Yeah. So- and, you know, as we think about the people that want to come visit, you know, what are they going to have to deal with as far as transportation and flights and getting around mm-hmm. and would they enjoy it, you know, the same way we would. Um, so, we, you know, we're thinking about you as we're on this adventure as well. <laughs> So we'll just dive into some of the stories. Literally the first week, pretty dull. I mean, some of the things, uh, dull in that like vacation sense, right? Yeah. Where you like go somewhere and all you have to do is keep yourself alive. <laughs> like that's it, you know, you're fine food, whether you're making food or going out and like, oh my word, I don't even know why we made food because going out to get like street tacos is a dollar. Yeah. You know, and so it's like we uh, we did make some food at home, but it was you know, a lot of going out and kind of seeing what types of restaurants were around. There's this great little like jungle restaurant that we went to. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there were daytime bats flying around yep. while we were eating, which were like, I mean, that's good. We don't want the mosquitoes, but also weird. Yeah. And I think you were like, does that mean they're sick if they're <laughs> right. flying around during the day? I was like, I don't know enough about bats. All right, literally. Um, so yeah, I mean, literally everywhere you go, it's just this charcoaly smell of meats mm-hmm. every single day. And little stands with these, just like a big open pan basically and they're just cooking different meats on there and they throw them in two little corn tortillas and different salsas and limes and yeah we're a little skeptical at first because we're like oh you know we're just kind of making sure that we're cleaning our water and you know making sure everything's safe do we trust street food right and then by the end we just could not resist it and so yeah we trusted the street food and it was well worth it it was so delicious let's see here okay so that was the first week. We went to this one beach, the beach on Calle 88. Yeah. And if you don't know just like the general layout, it's super awesome because it's just going like from the ocean, I guess you would say away from the ocean. They mm-hmm. just go up, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, the street names do. And then going kind of perpendicular to those, you start, you have one main center street down in center of Playa. And then it just goes one, two, three, four, all the way up to 88 north and then all the way 88 south the other way well so, 88 north wasn't the last street well, right, but right. that's as far north as we went because that's where yep. the awesome beach was um so yeah we spent a lot of time there but then the next week we decided to uh, participate in this dive like scuba dive internship mm-hmm. we found this program through workaway so workaway.info we'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode but we found this school and it was great because you get certified which I needed to get open water certified. Andrew was already open water certified, but he uh, found out that he could do the advanced slash deep dive Mm -hmm. course. And so, so yeah, that was like all included. We got to do the schooling part of it, the actual dives that you need in order to get certified. And they gave you a place to stay, which was above and beyond, you know, because it's like, if we do that anywhere else, we have to pay what we did for the dives plus stay to live somewhere um so this was kind of perfect first case scenario we got to get the dive certification done so that way anywhere else we go Mm -hmm. we get to just go out and do fun dives yeah you have like a number that you would show another dive school and like this is my diver number and they Mm -hmm. can see your levels of certification yeah so that was awesome it was like the perfect scenario 
Once we got there, it was kind of a crash course, to yeah. put it lightly. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get Candace ready for this so she can be excited about it, not nervous. You know, big fish, <laughs> underwater, open water, all that stuff makes it, you know, understandably a little nervous. And I remember my training back in Thailand and I was like, oh yeah, you get trained in a pool. That way it's like, you know, four feet. You can just stand up if you're worried about your breather or your mask or whatever. That was not the case here in Mexico. <laughs> that was not the case for us. So literally we showed up Saturday morning at 8 a.m., did two hours of theory, which is like the only scuba diving information I've ever received. Basically, don't hold your breath underwater. Right. Don't hold your breath. Always breathe through the respirator. Um, this is how it works. This is what this button does. This is what this nozzle does. We did that for two hours, and then we're put in a truck, sent off to a cenote, and thrown in the water. Yeah. And a cenote, for those of you who don't know, you should definitely look it up. It's basically a hole in the ground. The earth kind of <laughs> just like caved in, and it fell, and now they kind of look like caves basically and open water pits and it's fresh water so it's not salt water yeah the one that we were in uh, right away was like somewhat connected to the they're all connected to the ocean a little bit but if they're further away they're more fresh water and if they're closer to the ocean they have more salt water so mm -hmm. the one that we were in was very close to the ocean so it was kind of a 50 50 split on which the salt makes water. a really weird visual effect yeah, as cool. fresh water and salt water mix so that was cool yeah, what is that called? Halocline? Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was really cool. It looked like oil in the mm -hmm. water. You know, you think that your mask is like fogging up, but it wasn't. That's just the water. So <laughs> literally, he we get to the cenote and our trainer, Ruben, is like, okay, so I want to make sure you guys can swim. So how about you go swim around the cenote for like, what was minutes. it, 10 minutes? Yep, you have yeah. to go swim for 10 minutes. Five minutes out, five minutes back. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, no problem. <sighs> But I'm also panicking a little bit because I don't know the last time I went to just swim. For, it's like, yeah, it's like when you, you know, you can do something, but then somebody puts you on the spot and you go, wait, can I do that? Yeah. And you can't touch. So you're like, well, what if I get tired or I right. can't do this? Oh my word. And then on top of that, he goes, yeah, swim for 10 minutes and then tread water for another 10 minutes. And I was remembering back to like last, uh, must've been last fall. I would go to the pool at the YMCA with a family from church and I was like treading water, you know, that was like part of my workout. I did it for 10 minutes and I was exhausted. Spent. I was so spent and I'm like, oh my word, I'm going to have to do this and then scuba dive, mm -hmm. like, and then learn how to swim with all this equipment on and whatever. Um, and there's a current, mind you, that's pulling the fresh water out towards the ocean. Yeah, so current. you're fighting a current the whole time. Right. So then when you're actually just treading water, you're basically swimming on a treadmill, like a yeah, water treadmill. Yep. That's that what it felt weird. like. Um, but we did it. And I think the salt water in there kind of helped because it helped you float a mm -hmm. little bit. So that was nice. And I wasn't nearly as tired afterwards as I thought. Uh, but then literally it's like, hey, put on the tanks, grab the respirator. Time to go. So we get into the water and I mean, if you've ever scuba dived before, the, the BCD, the inflatable jacket that you wear. Yeah. Think of like a life vest that's a little bit heavier duty and your air tank is hooked up to it. Right. So it doesn't fit perfectly. It mm -mm. fits like a life jacket, you know, that's like maybe a couple sizes too big. Especially if you're tiny like you. Right. And so so I like inflate this thing, but it's like coming up over my face and like tipping in all these different directions. 
and you wear weights to like actually bring you to the bottom, but then getting used to like where the weights are and things. I'm, I'm literally flailing yeah. as I'm getting into the water. And so we get over to this buoy. So we're going to take the buoy line down to the bottom. And he goes, all right, you guys ready to go? And I'm like floating all over. Like my face is going in the water. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not ready. Not ready. I don't think I can do this. I mean, you should have heard in my head. I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm never going to do this. I don't scuba dive. I've just decided this is not working for me. I was freaking out. Yeah, and the cool part is is you press a button. It's kind of like an underwater or in the water jetpack, I guess, right? So you push <laughs> the one button, your life vest inflates, and then you're just floating, and you're really tippy side to side and stuff. But he's like, no, we're getting ready to go down. Let's deflate. And so you hold up the little cord up in the air, you push the button, and you deflate. And you just start sinking down. Yeah, your weights bring you down and you're supposed to like pressurize your ears along the way, which that was also freaking me out because I've had like ear problems in the past. So I was like, oh, what's going to happen? My brain's going to explode. Yeah, every few feet, you know, you plug your nose and <laughs> pressurize. And then if your goggles not working right, then you got to remember to breathe in the respirator. There's just a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I was really wishing she had a little pool training, but I was excited to just jump right into the cenote. Yeah, the you were time. jazzed. Yeah, you were jazzed. So, um, yeah, so he goes, okay, no problem. We'll just float at the surface here, yeah. try some of our, you know, because we had a bunch of different skills that we had to accomplish in order to be certified. And so that's the other hard thing too. You jump right in and you get no adjustment time. You just start doing these skills necessary yeah. to get your certification. So I had no like, oh, let's like swim around a little bit, see what this is like. No, it's like, hey, fill your mask with salt water and then clear it. You know, by like tipping it and blowing with your nose and like all these things that I've never done before. Mm -hmm. And I'm now like figuring out and I'm like, I don't even like opening my eyes underwater, much less. Yeah. You have to pretend you're out of air and you yeah. take your respirator out of your mouth and then there's always two. And then so you're somebody else is coming over and they're giving you their extra respirator. It's just like all good things you need to know, but yeah. it's a total crash course. I felt panicked to say the least and so <laughs> so he was very very gentle and like you know really like calming like no big deal this is fine we can do this mm -hmm. and so that was really helpful so then i was finally comfortable enough to go down and as i'm going down my ears start freaking out you know because it's like i'm popping them but it's not enough and like you know so then i go up a little bit and i i just feel myself like <sighs> mm -hmm. and you're totally deprived your senses are totally deprived and so all you hear is nothing and then that's pretty good thanks yeah but that's the bubbles it's just when you breathe out of your respirator right out of your mouth those bubbles go right up past your ear and that's all you can hear that's all you hear and like i'm a pretty auditory person mm -hmm. obviously and yeah so it was unsettling to have that total sensory deprivation and then just that loud i'm like are you kidding me? I have to listen to this the whole time. Yeah. And then breathing in, you're a little bit Darth Vader. Can you do that one? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more than that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just yeah, overload. <sighs> Sensory overload. Yeah, so it was a lot. And so then as I'm going down and he was like locked in, Ruben. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like locked in. He's like making eye contact with me. He's like, okay, rub your jaw a little bit. He wasn't saying that, but he's like doing the motion with his hands. That's the other crazy thing. 
Once you go down, there's no talking to yeah. each other. Okay? No more explanations. Right? My verbal explanation for scuba diving is over. This is now like figure out what the person means by the by what they're doing with their hands, mm-hmm. which I took sign language. You'd think I'd be pretty good at that. But obviously, this is not real sign language. And, yeah. you know, even that kind of hindered me a little bit because... I wanted to do sign language, right? but nobody else knows nope. what that is. And I'm always like, you're good, good. I, I love doing thumbs up, you know, like, cool, thumbs up, we're good. And whenever I would, if you give a thumbs up underwater, that means like the dive is over or something's wrong and we're going up. Yeah, exactly. So you can't do thumbs up anymore. <laughs> you do like the A-OK, make a little circle mm-hmm. um, with your index and your thumb. And now when I'm doing Spanglish to everybody here, instead of like thumbs up or I'm good or thank you, I'm giving everybody the okay symbol now. Okay, thank you. Very good. Yes. Yeah, thanks to dive school. It's awesome. (laughs) So this is my first experience diving. And once, I don't know, the the uncertainty lasted for probably an hour. Yeah, because you're doing 45 minutes per tank, roughly, if you're in shallow water. I think we did more than that when we were doing the skills, though. Maybe, yeah, because you're coming in and out and up and down, and you're not really sucking a ton of air because right. you're not really swimming. Yeah, you're not really swimming, and you're, like, kind of just kneeling on the floor. And, like, then yeah. the current was making it difficult, so I'm, like, kneeling there, but also, like, fighting this current, kind of tipping over, and then, like, when you're stirring up the bottom. Anyway. It was stressful. I'm happy, though. We had another uh, person with us that was Mm -hmm. also being certified for the first time. Her name was Robin. And so she's kind of learning everything along the way as well, which was super helpful for me because then I'm like able to watch her do it, you know, see the mistakes that she made and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I probably would have done the same thing and then watch you do it Mm -hmm. and, you know, see you kind of figure it out. And Ruben could tell that I was like, yeah panicking a little bit yeah you look nervous yeah so he was like yeah definitely like made me do everything last Mm -hmm. (laughs) took lots of time explained it was very encouraging underwater with like you know clapping and fist bumps and whatever um so yeah then once we like came up for lunch and we're about to go back down i'm like oh i don't know if i can do this again like i was still yeah, it's like another 50-minute session. You know, you go swap out your tank yeah. and then you jump back in and do it again. Well, and that's exactly it. As you go down, that's the thing that, I mean, I got over eventually, but probably not until like the fourth dive did I get over this fear of like, as I'm going down, going, oh my word, I'm stuck here now. Hmm. Like there's no just going up, you know? Once you go to the bottom, you're you're scuba diving now right. for an hour. And that was like, pretty claustrophobic for me right away that was like that was how i first felt because i'm just going okay i just gotta get used to this whole breathing underwater thing i gotta you know as my mask kind of fills with water in little ways i have to get comfortable just clearing it and and doing whatever i'm glad my first dive wasn't in the ocean right because fresh water was nice the fresh water was clutch if you drink it it's just got a little bacteria in it but it's not super salty it doesn't burn your eyes yeah she she took a big gulp that was fun nice big gulp oh i guess she got confused yeah for sure (laughs) like even we were talking about when you take your mask off it's like you're not breathing through your nose anyway but then all of a sudden with your mask off you go like (laughs) like inhale through your nose it's hard to just breathe with your mouth yeah you're going no no still no (laughs) you're just gonna get water up your nose so yeah we're doing one of the skills where you had to like um does it take your mask all the way off no the free flow of the regulator Mm, right 
So you push this button and it just goes like bubbles constantly. And then you're supposed to sip air out of it, like to mimic if your respirator was broken. How and it was would, constantly just forcing out air. Yeah. And how you would still be able to breathe underwater. And so I started to do it and did not understand the concept. And literally, first things first, took a giant gulp of water. Yeah. And if you don't <laughs> tilt your head to the side, because just think all that air is blowing right into your mouth. Yeah. And all the bubbles are shooting up right in front of your face, like a <laughs> lot of them. If you don't tip your head to the side, they're going right up your nose and into your face. And it's like, yeah, it's chaos. So I took a big old gulp and that was nasty. Um, but yeah, so that was the first day of diving. And literally, I was like, I- I'm glad that... Uh, um, so Antonio is the guy who's running the dive school. Tony. <laughs> he's, he's an awesome dude. And he like, he was pretty uh, adamant about, okay, take a day off in between dives, yeah. you know, because this shouldn't feel like work. You shouldn't feel burnt out. This should be really fun. You know, this should be something that you're like warming up to, which I appreciated that so much about Tony because you know, he, he had a, he has a lot of knowledge about diving. And so sometimes when he's just like, teaching you during the theory time you're like a little overwhelmed how do i keep up with everything yeah. that he's saying um but he's really good at like reading you too and like okay we'll calm down you know mm-hmm. we'll slow down a little bit and you know this is no big deal this will be totally comfortable and he was great um so yeah the next dive that we did was our ocean dive well first though we gotta say hi mm. to our little crocodile friend Oh, yeah. At the end of the second dive, we're done mostly with the skills. In the cenote still. In the cenote, yeah. And so we get to swim down underwater and you got these like mangroves and all these sticks. Like just what that's. Which is also very creepy. Yeah. Because you're like swimming underneath and it looks like these tendrils coming like down. big sharp root system from the trees. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're swimming through that. We go all the way down to the end and then we pop up and he goes, okay, you guys see Panchito? And we're like. <laughs> Who's Panchito? Oh, yeah, the crocodile you're telling us about. And sure enough, we see the crocodile. I thought it was fake. Yeah, it didn't really move. Yeah, thank God. And they were telling us he was pretty small, so we're thinking, baby crocodiles. Baby! (laughs) Like the little gators that we fed at the mini golf course in Florida the week before. (laughs) That's right. Carlene snapped her gator pole in half. (laughs) (laughs) She she teased a gator till he grabbed the food and then was like swinging from the end of this pole. She was trying to like reel him in, snapped the little bamboo pole. Way to go, Carlene. Um, So anyways, (laughs) we were thinking small little crocodile. It was not so small. No, Um, Maybe five feet or so. Six, at least. Six feet, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so then we got to see Panchito. He didn't move at all. We kept our distance, so it was fine. But um, yeah, it it was interesting. So that was the highlight, I guess, at the end of the night. Yeah. And then we drive home have good conversations and then well i was just glad to i don't know okay let's rewind just a little bit okay before we went to the dive school andrew we went to the beach and andrew goes let's go snorkeling Mm. and i was like yeah snorkel great we've been swimming in this ocean for the last four days grab our masks and snorkel check things out meanwhile i want her to be comfortable breathing in the water feel like the surface if she gets water in her mask i want her to be comfortable clearing it ever the teacher yeah andrew is like let's go out and i've been staying like waist deep you know maybe swimming around a little bit but really not going further out so he's way out snorkeling probably 100 yards football field worth and he goes come on it's really cool out here she's like yeah of course no problem look at me I live by the ocean now. So I put my mask on and my (laughs) snorkel and I start to swim out and I'm looking at the ground and I see 
nothing, right? It's all sand. But then out of the corner of my eye, I see this like dark patch. So I jerk my head and I say, oh, okay, it's just like kind of some seaweed. Okay, no big deal, no big deal. I keep swimming and then I see another dark patch and I'm like, okay, all right, it's fine, it's fine. Keep going, keep going. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what if something's behind me? And so I turn, I look and I'm flipping all around and finally I'm like, nope. We're out of here. And yeah. I just abort, just abort mission. And Andrew comes in. He's trying, no, it's okay. He's being all calm and And it gets nice. so much clearer as you go out even 20 yards, right. you know, because it's all stirred up, sand, and you can't see anything. I right. get how that could be freaky. But so I was the like, cloudiness is freaking yeah, me out for come sure. Come out deeper. It'll be fine. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, fine. Sure. I'll try. And I start to go out. And then I just, I mean, we got barely, you know, 20 feet out and I lift my head up and I just start swimming back as fast as I can. I'm like, no, I'm like, no. she see a shark. What's going Absolutely on? Absolutely not. I just was panicking. Yeah. You know, and it was just that like, there could be something underneath me right now. And hmm. I don't know, there could be something around me and I don't know. So that was my level of like fear underwater mm -hmm. at this point. Okay. Luckily a couple days later we went, snorkeling like with a guide and everything and i felt totally comfortable and i think it was like we had a guide so i felt comfortable yeah. that you know we were meant to be there and that anything that would pop up he would like let us know if it was dangerous or not and there's a boat that you can easily get into there's out there a boat i had a life jacket i had fins i could swim faster i could float on top i felt mm -hmm. really comfortable um but it was a big growing time <laughs> and you got to see a shark yeah a nurse shark mm -hmm. yeah which was pretty cool so that was that was a big growing time and then scuba i mean every single time we went out that week i grew and grew and grew because i was so panicked about everything mm -hmm. that it was like every scenario we came up against i'm like this is my worst nightmare you know like swimming there was nothing but blackness underneath the mangroves so it's not even like you could look over and see a wall right when you're swimming in the cenote it was all just pitch black under mm -hmm. the mangrove trees and there are some it's not tropical uh so to speak as far as fish and creatures and stuff but there's still some pretty big fish big fish in there you yeah. know probably two feet long and there's some good sized fish going yeah. around so there's just kind of a lot going around if it's your first time yeah so i i overcame many obstacles champion <laughs> and i felt i felt really good mm -hmm. i felt really good but then going into um our next day of scuba it was way more obstacles to overcome mm -hmm. i mean it was really really cool because we were going out in the ocean that day and so we took a boat out to the reef and they said this is the last day that we were allowed to go in the ocean for this week because there's a hurricane. Hurricane number two yeah. in the most in the past like two weeks, mm -hmm. sweeping through kind of Nicaragua and Honduras, but we're feeling those winds up the coast of the Caribbean side of Mexico. So right, so the water was just choppy. Yeah, as and they're like, "This up. is our last day to get in the ocean for the next week, so we gotta go." Mm -hmm. We're like, "Okay," so we yeah we take a combi pick up some different people that's like a little taxi bus kind of deal mm -hmm. and uh we go to this resort change in the resort we get in the boat from the edge of the resort go out to the reef and it is a rough ride going mm -hmm. out um and you're just our, yeah our dive master yeah. our like instructor Danny. was throwing up the entire way out yeah which like 
Of he course was, he, he was. He was a secret puker, though. I'm a loud yeah. screamer puker. <laughs> and he kept just looking over the like back end of the boat. And I was yeah. like, oh, what's he looking for? Just is he checking things yeah, out? Yeah, checking out the motors. or what, What's he doing? Apparently, he was puking multiple times back there. Very, very discreetly. Very, very sneaky. It's great. So then we, you know, so then we're sitting in the boat getting everything ready and you're just like knocking heads with the person next to you and like trying to screw on your respirator to your tank. And then we had to just like back dive off the you edge. Just like sit on the edge of the boat and just fall backwards into the water. And the waves are probably six feet high. Straight at James least. Bond. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, it was very rough. And then as soon as you went off the boat, people got sucked away. Yeah, so the current was so strong. Hard, right? Yeah. So I was one of the last people off the boat and I'm looking around going, there is no one. Mm-hmm. Where is everybody? And all of a sudden a wave kind of dips down and I see everybody else like high on the next wave mm-hmm. that's coming. And I'm like, great. And then another wave comes and I see the instructor and he's just like thumbs down in the biggest, most exaggerated way. Like go. Get- underwater down yeah go down it felt it felt like a crisis yeah like a big panic situation but you know it's just not yeah it's not a fun place to be on top of the water it's always believe it or not it's always better underneath the water yeah so we went down and i had that i mean that was our third dive i had that panic again Mm -hmm. of like not only do i have to go down because it is a nightmare at the surface but now, but like, what am I going down into? And how deep and what are we going to see? And yeah. there's still the current underneath was still very strong. Yeah. And so we were fighting the whole time against the current, trying to do skills underwater once <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> and you're just kicking under there pretty hard and you're not really not moving. Not going anywhere. Um, so it's just frustrating because you want to make it around this big, beautiful reef and see all sides of it and check out the fish. But you're just blowing through your oxygen Mm -hmm. trying to keep up well and the swell is like Mm -hmm. you can't get too close to the reef otherwise the swell will like knock you into the reef which of course worst case scenario yeah you know you don't want to you don't want to touch anything you don't want to touch anything don't want to like upset the wildlife at all um so when we were doing our skills it was rough you know and even danny was like this is kind of pointless because it's so difficult to do anything but we did the like take your mask totally off, you know, and then put it all the way back on and clear. Nice Um, saltwater burn in your eyes. Oh my gosh, I was sobbing. Cry baby. Right, once I I put the mask on and I cleared it, I'm like, I just want to rub my eyes. That's all I want to do, but I can't because of course, it'll just rub more salt water Mm -hmm. into my eyes. So, you know, that's one of those things that, you know, now people who grew up around the ocean or people who are experienced divers don't even it doesn't even bother them anymore yeah, you think surfers they're out there just getting pummeled and yeah waves then eyes open on. Yeah. under the ocean constantly but yeah i obviously had no tolerance built up to the salt water and so i am sobbing with my goggles on then and like my um snorkel because you do you need a snorkel for like when you're on the surface especially with the big waves um kept getting stuck in my hair Mm -hmm. so now i have all these like tiny frayed baby hairs from where it just ripped out my hair Mm um it's adorable yeah (laughs) so but that was honestly really cool to be at that reef and to see those fish that were just gorgeous and just lots of different schools different colors of fish you get the big purple fan corals and Mm -hmm. fire corals and yeah you get to see a lot of cool stuff and then we got to see dolphins 
which is really cool. I which, was like, really excited. Yeah, we talked to multiple other instructors and other divers from the dive school we were staying at, and they had never seen dolphins underwater cruising by. Yeah, so they looked like they looked like when you know the cool kids walk past you at school, <laughs> like in formation, totally absorbed in their own business, but everybody's looking at them four of them just <laughs> yeah blowing by and i looked a little late so i just saw these shadows and i was like holy crap there's a bunch of sharks going because they're huge yeah. these dolphins were massive and so that was really cool because i saw them and then start freaking out because um the dive master and one other person they're working on skills and so they're like super not paying attention andrew's like glued to the reef Rightfully so. Yeah. That's where all the exciting things are happening most of the time. So he looks over and I'm just waving like a yeah. maniac. I'm like, trying what's to, going on? Yeah, trying to point out these dolphins, but it was so cool. Yeah, they said normally dolphins are super playful. So they're like, you might see them up at the boat, you know, and they're like jumping around mm -hmm. and, and a little bit more playful at the surface. But I think because of the hurricane, these dolphins were like... Getting out of town. On a mission. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. That was that was definitely a highlight. And then we went up in between dives. Because you got to switch your tanks. Yeah, so switch tanks. Maybe 40, 30, 40 minutes underwater. We come back to the surface. We're all headed back to the boat. There is not only us four like from our dive school, but there's also three other, three or four other people that we've picked up along the way at this point now. Right. They need a full boat to and go And so, out. yeah, it makes sense. But now we're all trying to hold on to the side of the boat, all mm -hmm. trying to get in the boat. Tanks are everywhere. You have People to like are... take off your equipment in the water and hand it up. Yeah, because you you're too heavy. You got weight belts and a big tank and, yeah. and people just are switching stuff around inside the boat. It's just kind of chaotic. Super chaotic. And then you're just rocking back and forth. And that's <laughs> when the nausea like really started setting mm -hmm. for me, for Robin. Candace <laughs> ended up doing a little puke session. <laughs> And uh, Danny was continuing to puke. Yeah. When your guides puke in, you're like, oh, man, this is not good. I know. Well, that's what Sarah said. Sarah is one of the girls that was staying with us who's going for her dive master. So she has to do some 40 like, dives. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, Danny said, you know, I'm not doing well today. And yep. she goes, that is the last thing you want to hear from your dive master. Right. Is that he is not doing well today. And I've got, I get really cold in the water, so I have two wetsuits on. Yeah. And people think I'm crazy, but I need it and it's awesome. But they are, mind you, like tight on your body mm -hmm. and especially around your neck. So I'm like double pressure around my neck and yeah. I'm kind of, it's kind of holding the puke down, but also making me want to puke more. <laughs> um, and I'm like, just swap my freaking tank and get me back in the water but you can't because when you go down underwater you get nitrogen in your bloodstream and you got to take breaks and there's like tables and charts for all this so you just need a little bit of a break but i am ready to get back in the water because mm -hmm. that's where you're not going to feel the effects i know see i think if you would have puked you would have felt better yeah i just hate puking i know me too but it was good because we had a light breakfast <laughs> and yep. then i had dramamine to take care of the first uh you know boat ride out there and the first dive then it wore off for sure because i'm like looking at the shore going focus on the horizon yeah like and then i'm just going nope 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 it is not happening and then luckily when i lost my breakfast um it was just water yeah, so it light. wasn't bad yeah and then i honestly felt a lot better yeah. afterwards so so i'm glad that happened yep. i guess <laughs> i mean i prefer a calmer ocean but and then so for the second dive we were just like you know what forget this rest of the skills this just really isn't really working we're not going to be able to kick very far around this so we went into the current 
and the mm-hmm. captain dropped us off, I don't know, maybe 100 yards up or something. Hard to tell with all those waves. But anyways, he dropped, goes into the current. That way we could float back right. with the current along the reef. Yeah, and, and then that's the, awesome. Yeah, and then when we went up, finally, we were just picked up by the boat they just like nearly ran us over coming i mean that's what you have to do in order to get close enough um but that was weird and again Mm -hmm. felt like a crisis situation and then they literally closed the ocean the next day so like no ferries no boats could go out like (laughs) which makes sense yeah would not recommend um but honestly overall good overcame more fears totally totally ocean dive grew a lot yep yeah. Super a, proud of you, babe. I, I, I was very anxious that morning and everybody knew it because mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody asked me, how are you doing? Yeah, how are you, okay? you doing? You okay? Right. Because I like, you know, woke up super early, which is also always my like anxiety mm-hmm. response, you know, and then I'm like sitting on the couch. I'm like reading my Bible, reading like <laughs> verses about peace and how God's in control. And yeah, it was it was necessary because i was very nervous but it ended up being really good um so yeah then we got another rest day and honestly on our rest days we just hung out yeah because you got you know four other people in the school well minus sasha (laughs) (laughs) sasha was one of the guys i think he was going to be an instructor and so he's got to do a ton more classes from switzerland right yeah and uh he, he kept to himself a lot. Pretty quiet dude. One day. But nice. I yeah. mean, we like, you know, grilled out. He like made steak for us and, you know, super cool dude. Totally. But I think the that was the day that I went out then the next day yeah, you to the cenote. Right. You didn't take a rest day. You did. I had to go do my deep dive mm-hmm. training, which is like deep in a cave. And they called it the pit, basically. It's this huge, deep pit. And you start dropping. And within a minute, you are more than 100 feet down. Ugh. And you drop and you sink quick yeah. and you got to keep pressurizing the whole way. And I'm like, shoot, what if my head explodes? And then you can't go <laughs> straight up because if you've got lung, well, if you've got air in your lungs and you're headed up and you have air in your jacket, you will shoot to the Right. The it surface. all expands yes. and then you just go straight you up. You go deeper, everything compresses, you come up, it expands. And that's why you have to always be breathing out, let all the air out of your jacket. Anyway, so I was freaking i was like there's no point of return here like i'm down a hundred feet now we're in darkness you're using your flashlights Mm -hmm. and that was intense so anyways that day while i'm out um on a different dive yeah you and libat libat yeah our new friend from israel yeah she was another girl that was staying with us so then i was the only one in the apartment i think robin was out and then i don't know where sarah was sarah was gone too wasn't she with you guys uh, anyway, no. doesn't matter. Nope. I was by myself. And so I'm sitting on the bed, reading a book. Sasha comes up, grabs his suitcase open. A big open pink suitcase. Huge suitcase. Literally just open like he was just kind of moving it around. And I heard that there were other people coming. And so I thought, oh, maybe he's moving to a different spot, you know, because below us was Antonio's apartment. And then there's like a tree house deal on the other side. So there's multiple spaces he could have moved to make room. Right. And so, and he just kind of smiled at me, like no teeth smile. I was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. Just moving your stuff. Great. And so he was gone. We didn't see him for the rest of the day. We didn't see him all the next day because we did another dive or I did another dive. Mm -hmm. And then later that night, Sarah goes, where's Sasha? And Antonio goes, oh, he left. We're all like, what? What? (laughs) He literally, at that point, when he picked up his open suitcase, not even packed, he just 
left. Yeah, zipped it up and took off. Yeah. It, We're like, man, this guy hates Americans. <laughs> That was kind of the running joke is because now we had a bunch of Americans here and we're like, he must really hate Americans because he's out of here. It was really, really funny. And so that was our biggest joke the whole rest of the week is like, well, we could just pull a Sasha and Irish goodbye out of here. Yep. Don't <laughs> the, say goodbye to anybody. We just call it the Swiss goodbye now. Yep. Anyway, where are we, why are we talking about that? I think just the people in the dive house, last days, final dives. Yeah, because my final dive then was the deep dive in the cenote mm-hmm. and then your final dive you went with robin yeah we did cavern diving yeah yep and uh, so if it's yeah if you are within like 60 meters of open air i guess mm-hmm. it's cavern diving because you can always find like an escape with enough air in your tank but if you're going beyond 60 meters it's cave diving and that's a whole separate sort of training right so similar experience totally for the 60 meters you're underwater in a tunnel it is a cave yeah especially because there's no light yeah you know i mean stalactites hanging from the ceiling right different rocks like kind of appearing from you know huge rocks creating these like extra dark little caverns you know you've got to be really good with your buoyancy as you're swimming through because you can't too much of a breath in you start to rise up you'll hit the ceiling too much air out you're going to sink to the bottom Mm -hmm. left right you're in a cave yeah and luckily there's like a line to follow so you Mm -hmm. follow the line the whole way and it's it's not really a place where you're running around exploring a lot you know like doing swimming wherever you want it's more just like you kind of stay in this line so that you go the right way and don't yeah. get lost in a cave. Um, so yeah, that was my final dive is we did cavern <laughs> diving all day in the cenotes. So the cenotes, yep. again, the big hole in the ground. Uh, some of them, the entire surface is exposed and then you just go straight down, kind of like the pit. In yep. the ones that we went to, there were like pockets of exposed and then everything else was underground. Hmm. So we were just going underground in these caverns. And again, big growth area, I am afraid of the dark. Not only am I afraid of the dark, I am afraid of nature in the dark specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is scarier for me to then just walk through like a dark house, but like to be in the woods or in the water when it's dark, I just freak out. So a lot of big growth for me this week and because I felt good. And maybe it is just like having a guide and like having other people around you that are confident and are going, this is a normal thing. Mm-hmm. This is just a thing that people do and nobody gets hurt and nobody gets attacked by giant underwater snakes and or ghosts, which is what I was afraid of. Yeah, they found remains there that they are saying were about 11,000 years old yeah. as far as From bodies. People. Yep. Human bones. Because it was like Mayan ritual kind of stuff. Yeah. And then there's just like fossils in the wall. And yeah, it's it's a cool, I'm not creepy. Gonna lie to you. I think a ghost grabbed my arm <laughs> or a current or it was a ghost current current or... under in a cavern no way it was definitely a ghost i felt like the warm water around my arm and i looked around i'm not near anything i'm not near a wall i'm not near another person it felt like a warm hand on my arm and then it went away and you hadn't just peed in your wetsuit not that time <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't even freak out about the probably ghost that was there. Yeah, a lot of growth. Super proud of you. Mm, I was I was a little worried about this adventure, but she did it. Thanks. Yeah, and honestly, living in the bunkhouse was really fun. Like by the end of the week, you're just in it. 
you know yeah. you're a part it's of your it. new life but when we showed up i mean we like cleaned from mm-hmm. top to bottom because it's like you know you're in a place where it's pretty uh there's a lot of transient people so from one week to the next you can't always you don't know when the last time things were cleaned <laughs> and and we go from this like super clean little airbnb that we had the week before to now like five roommates and one little kitchen and bathroom right. it's just a lot of shared space and yeah. a lot of human stuff yeah. in an area i thought about my sister a lot this week casey because she hates ants like freaks mm. out about it and there were so many ants everywhere this everywhere. week just crawling all over the oh, floors Lord. you got fruit flies all over the kitchen because there's like tiny ones tiny little ants that like get up on the counter and then they're by the sink and everything and then there's huge ants that get not huge but like bigger ants that like get in your bag and in your stuff and you know i'd wake up some mornings just going oh, are there ants crawling on mm-hmm. me because you know the door like didn't seal closed all the way and we mostly just left it open all the time anyway because it's so stinking hot no ac no ac third level (laughs) Mm -hmm. luckily i mean honestly when the winds came through and like the clouds and the rain Mm -hmm. like that actually really helped cool things off quite a A lot of heavy rains that week Mm -hmm. but yeah then the you know wind would wake us up in the middle of the night because it's like shaking shaking the house and you know the doors are pounding and whatever but yeah so that was kind of a a trip back in time for us going to like dorm days basically you know and a lot of trust like in Mm -hmm. the people that you're spending time with in this room because not only do you have to trust each other while you're diving i mean there was a point where we were in the ocean and a current like swept me up over a reef and i was like going up which you're not supposed to do because it's really bad where is she going and Uh, Sarah, one of the girls that was staying with us, like swam up and like pulled me back down, you know? So she like really took care of me in that moment. And, um, which was great. But like, yeah, so there's this trust while you're diving, but then there's also a trust living together. All your stuff. Right? So you, you have all your stuff out. You have like anybody could just go through your stuff or take anything. And then of course with the pandemic, you have to just trust that people are being cautious Mm -hmm. and that, you know, nobody's like, going out to clubs and bringing COVID back right, or whatever. So yeah, it was, it was a, a week of growth and it felt longer than like our first lazy week, mm-hmm. you know, but packing th- in a lot more memories, packing in a lot more memory, a lot more experiences. So yeah, that was the last couple weeks that our time in Playa del Carmen. Yeah. So stay tuned. We will be doing another episode on some tips and just some things to know about Mexico and travel, whether at this specific time or in the future. And uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah. If you're not following us yet, look for at the soul searchers, S-O-L, on Instagram or Facebook. We pretty much, we update Instagram more, I think, but Um, you know, we'll post longer stories on Facebook and things to kind of keep you up to date with the day to day. Otherwise, thanks for sticking around. Talk to you later. See ya.